Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. If you're hearing my voice, you might be able to tell that there is a smile on my face. And if you're watching the video, you can certainly see that there's a smile on my face and there is a good reason for that. The reason is because I have my friend Miki Addison back on the podcast with me today. And this girl makes me smile. Oh, I love her so much. Miki, welcome back to the podcast. Oh, Yvette, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy getting to visit with you. And even when I have the chance to spend time with you in person, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Um, One of my favorite things about podcasting is that before we hit the record button, I usually get to sit and talk with my guests and we just get to talk about you know, anything and everything and what the Lord is doing. And every single time Miki and I talk, I'm just amazed to see how the Lord uses her to encourage me, me to encourage her. We just encourage each other as sisters in Christ and we have the best conversations and it's so much fun. And so we are so thankful that you are with us today to join our conversation. And here's, here's a little, um, Schoolhouse Rocked podcast trivia, which you probably know. Sometimes most of the time, actually, when I have a guest on the podcast, I have a specific thing that I want to talk to them about, you know, and I'll have notes written down and some bullet points and stuff of what we're going to discuss. And I told Mika, I just, I don't have any specific things. I just want this conversation to just go the way the Lord wants it to go. And so Miki and I are going to chat today and encourage you by encouraging each other. And um, we'll see where it goes. But for those of you who have not yet been introduced to Miki Addison, Miki, introduce yourself. Tell us about you and your family and what you do. I'm a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm so grateful um, to know him. Even though I grew up in a Christian home, um, I was not a follower of Christ early on. I became a Christian at 16, and um, then I went off to college, and I was a part of a ministry where I was discipled and learned what it meant to actually be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, looking back on it, I'm surprised um, that discipleship is not a component of church like today. It's not something that I even learned or heard of in church. Um, There was always talk about conversion and people getting saved, but what that looked like afterward, um, there was not a lot of talk about that. So I learned that in college and then became a missionary. And I married Will the Great, and um, <laughs> then we became missionaries together. And uh, we planted a church on our way to um, working for American Family Association, which is what we've done for the last 14 years. Uh, we now have six children um, from 14 down to one, and we educate them at home. And we believe that um, the Lord uh, has called us to do that because we have to disciple them. We really see them as six different people that the Lord has entrusted to us to entrust them with the gospel. Mm -hmm. And we take that very seriously. We believe that we've got six opportunities um, for evangelism. And and we 
we even believe that the scriptures point to um, almost sort of like the anticipation or the expectation that that is what happens in Christian homes. Uh, you have Peter on the day of Pentecost when they're all confused about what's happening. And he says, this is what you've expected. This is what was promised. This is what was foretold. And he says, this promise is for you, for your children, and for those afar off who the Lord will call. And um, so often we find that parents, Christian parents, overlook that second component. They think that evangelism outside of their homes um, is way more important than what happens inside. And we just believe that um, as many points of contact as we can have with our kids is better for their discipleship. Yeah, I love that so much. You know, it's so interesting to hear you talk about that. And you and I have talked a lot at um, in, in great detail about church and what's happening in the church today. And I, one of the things that I see and that Garrett sees happening in the, the churches um, of today is, and, and I, I want to make sure I word this correctly, so many churches are so focused on their community and I'm not saying that we shouldn't take care of our communities and that we shouldn't reach out to the people in need who are around us, but it's almost like we've lost our focus on discipling our family, like you said, mm -hmm. and we've put it all on the community and we have, you know, we're, we're, we're feeding the poor, which is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but it's like all of our focus is on, you know, come as you are. We, we, I actually read this, um, it, it was a website. I was looking at a church that someone had recommended to us the other day. And I was so disturbed by their, I don't, I don't even think it would be called their statement of faith, but it was right on the front page of their website. And it said something to the effect of come as you are. We don't care how you dress, who you voted for. Um, I, I forget what the other things are, uh, it, several things, you know, but basically like you be you and you come to our church and you're going to be loved. Okay, well, I understand that we want everybody and anybody to come into the church, but we don't leave them there. Right. And without discipleship, they're never going to know who God truly is. They're just mm -hmm. going to come and sit and be comfortable. And that's like the way it was worded was like, come however you want to come, dress however you want to dress, vote for whoever you want to vote for, believe whatever you want to believe, and you're going to be comfortable sitting in our church. Mm. And I just thought, oh, no, 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 that's you're missing the whole point of the gospel. Yeah. You're missing the point of discipleship. And so so let's let's park there for a little bit because yeah. I love that you talk about discipling your six children. God has given you six opportunities to mm -hmm. disciple the hearts of your six babies that he has entrusted to you. I mean, that's a really big job. I have two hearts that God has entrusted to me and given me the responsibility and Amen. Garrett the responsibility to disciple. So I want to park on discipleship. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back and we are going to talk lots about that. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Miki, and during the break, I actually found the statement that I was referring to so I could not babble on about it, but actually read it. And here's what the statement says. It says, at this church, and I won't say the name of the church, but at this church, we're all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want, I want every church to be about Jesus, right? 
But then it's followed by, you won't be met with shame, guilt, or condemnation. And we don't care how you're dressed or what candidate you voted for. Our church is made up of imperfect people with every kind of story imaginable, as is every church, right? We're so glad you're here. And what struck me, of course, was where it says, you won't be met with shame, guilt, or condemnation. Well, I mean, Jesus condemned sin, right? So so how are they teaching truth? And how could they possibly disciple the hearts of the people in their church, Mm -hmm. which who would then go on to disciple the hearts of their children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shame is a gift, right? Because if we cannot feel shame um, over our sin, if we don't feel guilt, right, then why do we need to repent? Why do we need to turn from what we're doing? Why do we need to um, leave the lifestyles that we're in um, and come to Christ? If there is not uh, the opportunity, and and I don't think of shame as a bad thing, by the way, like mm-hmm. you know this this um, shameless culture that we live in um, really presents that as something that's really good and really beneficial, but really it's destructive. Shame mm-hmm. is a gift, the ability to feel um, badly about something that we have done that is wrong is a gift that God gives us internally that we might turn to him. It helps us to repent, to stop doing what we're doing because we feel ashamed of it and to turn to him. In fact, if you read in Romans 1, where the the Lord says when he's making his case against humanity, these are the things that we have done in rebellion against God. There are no less than three times where the apostle Paul says that God gave them up. He gave them up. In other words, he just handed them over to themselves. They no longer felt shame. They no longer felt guilt. They no longer felt remorse over what they were doing. And in fact, they felt justified about what they were doing. And this is a judgment of God. This is not something that we should see as a blessing. Right. We don't feel guilt or we don't feel shame. Because if, in fact, we can feel guilt or we can feel shame, then we can turn to the Lord. We can repent of our sin and we can be saved. So a church that would say, um, there's no shame and there's no guilt. They have removed the offense of the cross, really, right. because the cross does cause shame. When you know that you have rebelled against God and you um, understand that you are guilty, you are guilty and that because of your guilt, you deserve death. But there was one who stood in your place and paid that penalty. Amen. Then you are free to come to Christ. Not that you live in this sort of... um woe is me, I'm, I'm unworthy. And, and where you then make yourself, you know, a big deal, but we, we do need to have shame to be able to come to Christ. We need to be able to understand what guilt is and the fact that Jesus Christ actually relieves us of that guilt. Amen. that's tragic. Yeah. Amen. You know, as I'm thinking of this relating to our kids, when our children disobey, we don't pat them on the back and say, you know, good job. Yeah. We're not going to condemn you for this. We're not going to shame you for this sin because that's not loving our children. We tell our kids all the time, sin causes pain, but obedience brings blessings. Right. And we want them to obey because we want them to have the blessings of God. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean, I think so many times people misunderstand blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes a blessing is God removing us from things that might seem good or exciting in our life or taking things away from us. Yes. Sometimes that is a blessing, but God gives us blessings when we choose to obey him. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and and the pain that we experience in this world as a result of living in a sinful world is different than the pain that we experience from our own sin. 
And so that would not be a loving parent who would pat our kids on the back and high five them when they sin. Yes. If they sin against us, against their sibling and ultimately against the Lord, there, there must be condemnation there. There has to be in order to point them to Christ, which is exactly what you're saying. That's exactly right. You know, um, I, with our kids, we try to base all of our discipline and all of our correction of them. We try to base that on the word of God. We try to steep it in in scripture Mm -hmm. so that we can shape their character. It's not just correcting their behavior so that they would then engage in um, behavior modification where they just don't do that again. What we really try to do, and it takes a lot more work, Yvette, you know this because you guys are doing this as well, that we really try to drill down to the heart. What is it that you're feeling and thinking that has caused you to do this? And so with one of our daughters, um, we came up with a game plan um, recently, right? And um, she shared with me a few things that she'd been thinking and just kind of wrestling with in her mind and her thoughts and things like that. And, And I said, you know, we believe that the word of God gives us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. So all of the issues that we face in life, we believe that scripture has something to say about that. So I said, I want to ask you to do me a favor. And I said, when you're battling and when you're wrestling, I said, I'd really like for you to just come up to me and just say, can I have a word? And I'm going to know that you need a moment for us to sit down with the Bible, because there's Mm. something that you're walking through that really the word of God needs to be applied to. And most recently, um, she did that. She came up to me and and she just tapped me real quick and she said, "Can I have a word?" And I was like, "Meet me in my room. Let's go." Aww. And so so we we get our Bibles and we come in and she starts sharing with me that she was a little bit upset about someone who was getting something that she felt like she should have. And um, she, I just listened to her talk. I just wanted to hear her heart. And I said, "So what you're describing to me is um, covetousness." So it sounds to me that you are coveting something someone else has. And really the root of that and the heart of that is discontent. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit reminded me of First Timothy. And so we went to First Timothy chapter six, where the Bible says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You've brought nothing into this world and you can take nothing out of it. But if you've got your basic needs supplied for with this, you should be grateful. And so we had an opportunity to talk through this and then and a, a few days after that, you know, the Holy Spirit really took that word and allowed that word to kind of burrow in her heart. And as she came back to it, she said, man, I feel really bad about what I thought and what I felt like I, you know, wow. and I said, now, listen, this is the word of God doing its work. Amen. You don't want to stay there. You don't want to beat yourself up. This is the word of God doing its work where it searches your heart. I said, we should be encouraged and we should be comforted by the fact that everything that we go through the Bible anticipates the human condition. Yeah. And God has an answer. He has a response for us. Now, what if I just tell her, oh, don't worry about it. It's common. Everybody feels that way. We all go through that. Don't worry about it. Child, you're get over it. Just go ahead. You know, no, what I've got to do is I've got to shape her character, mm-hmm. but I've got to do that with the sword of the spirit, That's right. which is the word of God Amen. and allow the word to do that work. So now you imagine that you've got people coming into church where the motto or the great high call is that we're not going to offend anybody. Right. Nobody's going to feel ashamed. No one's going to feel guilt. So my question would be, what word are you teaching? Like, yeah. how do you go to church where the word of God is taught and you're not convicted by it? I, I would right. say that's probably something that's cut out. 
Right. Absolutely. Yes. So good. Have you heard of the child training Bible? Are you familiar with that? No, <gasps> no. Oh goodness. I'll, I'll link to it in the, the show notes because we actually did a whole episode on the child training Bible. Um, but we, we got this years ago and it is a fantastic resource. And basically it, it's a Bible. I'll, I'll, I'll link to all the details of it. Cause it's a little bit hard to explain, um, you know, over the podcast, but it's a Bible that has kind of a little chart on the front of it. And it has all, all sorts of different, um, struggles and sins that, that our kids deal with. And it points to the scriptures. You put little colored tabs. Each part of the chart has a colored, um, tab and you put the colored tab on that part of scripture in that page of the Bible. So you have a Bible that's dedicated basically to this child training Bible and you put together this whole kit. It's amazing. You buy the Bible, you buy the kit and you put it all together. And then you highlight on that page in that particular color, the verse that goes along with that particular struggle. So if it's maybe lying, you'll go to blue, which maybe is the color for lying. And you'll look at all the blue tabs and all on those pages, all the different scripture that's highlighted in blue. And you get to see what God's word says about lying. And I think discontentment is actually one of the ones on there. And I mean, it's a fantastic resource because it, it takes out, you know, cause, cause Yes, we have the Holy Spirit who's going to guide us to scripture and his word and and give us what we need to teach our kids. But I know that there's moms listening who are like, well, I wouldn't know to go to particular, Mm -hmm. you know, this particular Mm -hmm. part of scripture. Sure. Um, And so you get to open up God's word, look for what your child's struggling with or for what you're struggling with and go straight to some scripture that speaks to that particular thing. And it's, it's a fantastic resource for parents um, of, of, children of any age. I mean, from, you know, teeny tiny ones all the way through, um, high school. The other one is the, um, oh goodness. Why am I blanking on what it's called? Uh, Ginger Hubbard's, um, wise words for moms. Um, that's yes. another great resource. Yes. Um, we just recently talked with her. We Did had you? an opportunity to interview. It was great. Yeah. I love it. her. Yeah. She's so fantastic. And so wise words for moms, I'll put that in there. Um, as well. And that's kind of the same idea as it takes you to scripture. It helps kind of guide you through what to say to your child and how to help guide their hearts back to Christ. So, um, but Hey, we are out of time for this episode. We are going to be back on Wednesday. We're going to continue talking with Miki about discipleship and family and homeschooling and all things from the Addison family. Um, thank you, Miki, for being with us today. Tell us where we can find out more about you and the ministry that God's called you to. Oh, thank you so much for that. So um, we can be heard on AFR.net. If you uh, go to the website, you can download the podcast for our program, Aaron the Addisons. It airs weekdays, 2 to 3 Central Standard Time. Uh, and for one hour, Will the Great and myself discuss the issues of the day through a biblical lens. I love it. And it's such a great show. You guys have got to listen to this. And you actually do you go live. So you have people who call in that you get to talk to on the show. And it's really, really fun. I love that you do that. Um, Thank you guys for listening today. We'll be back on Wednesday. If you have not yet watched Schoolhouse Rocked, go to schoolhouserocked.com. You can find out all that you need to know about watching the movie. Um, You guys, the the responses we're getting from those who are seeing it have been absolutely incredible. Um, Such a blessing only by the grace of God. So Watch it. Bring your friends together. Bring your family together and see the movie. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye.
Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.